time for the Too Much Dip podcast. I'm Dave. Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Happy Juneteenth. I'm going to host, if that's cool with everybody. Joining me in studio. Still in shivery. Well, hello, David. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. It's, hey, I'm happy to be here. Uh, hockey's done. Of course, team won. So I don't have that to talk about anymore. Uh, a lot of golf happening, though. That was a fun – I finished like three hours ago. I don't know if you caught this West Coast tournament, Dave. But Yeah, I got a feeling we're going to talk about yeah. it as it's the first thing on the rundown that we'll Man, talk about shortly. What a weekend. Just Father's Day vibes. Anyway. Man, speaking of Father's Day vibes, here's a guy. Here's a guy who not only is he a good dad, he's a good podcaster. He's good on Twitter. And from what I can tell, he's just an all-around good guy. It's KJ, live from Madison, Wisconsin. KJ, are you there? Thank you. I'm both humbled and honored by that tremendous introduction. I appreciate it. David, happy belated Father's Day to each of you fellas. Um, I want to start treating Father's Day like we did, like, I don't know, Christmas as kids, where you get to just compare, like, hey, what'd you get? <laughs> What was your best gift? What was your least favorite gift? <laughs> can we start exposing I can ex our toddlers for their trash gifts? <laughs> I can expose somebody in my family for not getting me a card. Wow. Just saying. Ooh, oh, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. It was our producer, <laughs> Randy, as I am his daddy. So par I, I shared this on Circling Back, but Parks made me a little, not necessarily a card, but it's like he filled out this graphic it was like tell me about my dad or you know i'm gonna tell you about my dad the mad libs and uh he, he forgot what my middle name was so he asked his mom and she thought he was asking about her fiance's middle name which is kevin <laughs> and so he put dylan kevin shivery uh, my middle name is is not kevin it is joseph but um it's laminated, and I'm keeping it forever. I think it's hilarious. We'll look back on it someday and laugh. But uh, he was really apologetic. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, I never say my middle name around you. It's not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, Kevin, my new middle name. Wow. I, uh, I would hope that my son, even though I don't think he knows his own middle name, would remember mine as it is the same, uh, as we share that with my father as well. Um, but we had a similar you know, fill in the blank about your dad, uh, category. My son will be three in July. So, you know, a little bit of, uh, grace to be extended except for when the first blank is my dad's name is first name. Nicole was his answer. Mm, I like that. <laughs> so it says my wife's name. Uh, and I asked him while we were, uh, at a little school event Friday at, uh, after school and was like, Hey, uh, Kai, what's, what's my name? Nicole. And as, uh, his is up there amongst all the other kids and I'm like, okay, well, uh, being that your teachers and everybody else sees you sometime, most of the time you've dropped, picked up and dropped off by both parents. Uh, kudos to you for, I don't know, tipping the cap to the two mom families out there or the single mom families out there where they just imagine Nicole's just doing, doing both jobs. Indeed. Not the case. No, but she could, if she needed to. Definitely. Okay. For sure. oh. She's not listening. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we had daddy donut day on, 
Friday at Rhodes, my son Rhodes' daycare. And um, in my head, I, I kind of envisioned like, a, I don't know, you know, when you go, when your parents used to come eat eat dinner or not, or lunch, breakfast with you at mm -hmm. school, and they'd sit down in like the little tiny cafeteria chair and it'd be real cute. Wasn't like that at all. Not, not, it's a good daycare, but they had a bunch of donuts. Great, great spread. Shout out to them. But they wouldn't let you bring them into the classroom. So you're just kind of like okay. outside the door, like doing like a weird little squat thing, eating a donut like, with your kid. And of course, uh, my kid chose the one with the blue frosting and sprinkles and it's just everywhere. But of course, I don't know, man. I just, I expect, I expected a little, maybe like a nice card table to sit down at. I don't know. Did your wife immediately point that out as like this screams the teacher cleaned the classroom already and she's not going back in there before the weekend? We we <laughs> we left thinking, um, you know what, it probably is the right call to not eat the donuts in the classroom. And I, I don't really think I would want to eat the donuts around a bunch of other little kids just because, you know, kids are dirty, sick, disease, COVID-19. It's true. Things of that nature. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It just it caught me a little bit off guard. But I, I had a great Father's Day. If uh, you know, that's my long way of saying it was, it was good. This is my second Father's Day, third, my third Father's Day, I think. Mm. As a father, as a father, yeah. So, as a father with a child born before June eighteenth or whatever. Finally, have a, a a child old enough to um, tell me Happy Father's Day in his own way, and. Um, then scream at me in the car if I don't repeat it back to him every time. So it was a cool ride to, to brunch, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I can appreciate that. I, um, I sent this in a group text the other day, almost like it was across the line. Anytime you send any photos in a group text, if it's not like public content, like you're taking a little bit of risk. We know you send out meat pics to the group. You're setting yourself up to be roasted, especially if you're not measuring from the base or there's no gut shot, but you in particular, he's <laughs> talking about measuring penises. You don't have to make it sound like that. Did I miss a we picture released of KJ's post lunch? Like, I feel like if this was uh, circling back and people were consuming this while, you know, having lunch in their car, I might be a little bit more PG about things. Don't, like, don't we're worry. the 4 PM pod. We had Dan on for circling back, <clears throat> filling in for Will, and, and we talked to RFK, um, intelligence <laughs> assassinations, and maybe some some. We dabbled in gay frogs. He talked about the bridge. Yeah, we we talked um, a lot. We talked about dams. There was a lot going on. So whatever you're going to do, KJ, you can talk about. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for making this an inclusive environment, unlike some people. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at here, I don't even remember what I was rambling about. Anyways, I sent a photo to a group text recently of just my eyes because, uh, as some people may be aware, Canada's like half on fire and that smoke made New York orange a few weeks ago. Uh, you haven't seen as much in the news about it, but cause there was a nice rainstorm settled down a little bit. That shit's still present here in Wisconsin. Oh, no. I went to the entire like daddy day picnic or whatever. Uh, that we had a movie night at the, at my kid's school the entire time I'm walking around looking like tally, like I'm on red eye alert all episodes. So if you see me rubbing my eyes or just completely bloodshot, you know, obviously I'm not, a uh, you know, dabbling in that motha 
here in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. I was hoping but, you just had Michael Jordan eyes. <laughs> At this point, I'm worried that I might. I'm like three and a half weeks into just nonstop eye drops and rubbing my eyes to the point where I'm like, should I be scheduling a little opto appointment? I famously stole your uh, antihistamine eye drops in Las Vegas at Dylan's bachelor party. That's a fun fact. People don't know about that, but I did. I still got them in my dog kit one of these days. Keep that thing on me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, forgive me if uh, being here via YouTube, which you should check out too much ship on YouTube. uh, You see that me, that that me eyes are are red. I don't know. I wanted to accent, but you know, that that. pirate talk. Is that what that was? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Man, well, KJ, I think you look pretty good. Dylan, too, myself as well. Mainly because um, I started my day with Athletic Greens. AG1. Does that ring a bell? That's how I start every day, Dave. You just you just get a little scoop, put it in the shaker, a few ounces of water, and just shake it up and drink it, huh? If for whatever reason I forget to take my AG1, and it's very rare these days, I, I feel incomplete. I feel like I shouldn't start my day. I just feel like I'm, I'm off my game. I'm a dude who posts his dubs. And I'm a dude who's going to tell you about his dub, and my dub is every day I start with AG1. Why is that? You're probably wondering. Well, um, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing high, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, so are superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I was just thinking about how good my ad reads were earlier, and then I thought I was pitching another perfect game, and here we are. This okay. special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, Dylan, mm-hmm. your nervous system, your immune system. Your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's so easy. It tastes good. And uh, I'm going to give you some fun facts. Less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No kidding. No nasty chemicals. No artificial anything. And it still tastes great. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It's got everything, man. It's a great way to start your day. I feel incomplete if I don't. And uh, I've got a bunch of little packets in my dop kit. It's very good to have on vacation, especially if you uh, don't eat as well on vacation because I don't. I'm so bad. Ooh, so bad on vacation. You know that. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Boom. I'm going to send a quick photo to the uh, group text, and you know, I probably could have sent it to Randy as well. Whatever. Um, Dylan responded, ooh-wee. <laughs> As we started the AG read there briefly. And uh, the only thing I can ever think of when I hear somebody say, ooh, we, is that there uh, is now a now closed, sad to report, restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas. How would you read that sign of the photo I just sent you? Um, ooh, we, wangs and catfish. Ooh, we. <laughs> Gotta be careful here. Wangs. <laughs> It's spelled W-A-N-G-Z. It like, is. It is. It, it uh, anytime I hear that, that's like the only way I can pronounce that place. And uh, sad to see that it's gone. But well, anyhow, let's carry on. I bet it's more of a ooh-wee and less of a ooh-wee. 
but it doesn't matter. It looks like a place <laughs> that would be very, very good. Um, I guess now I can adjust the timestamp because uh, we have to put, uh, we did talk, Uwe Wang <laughs> at 11.20, and now here at 12.36, we're talking U.S. Open. How about that? KJ, you were all over this. Uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, being called golf guy as I uh, very clearly was able to uh, get my children to sleep, sit down on the couch and catch all of that evening primetime golf. How about that, boys? Don't you just love a nice evening of golf on the weekend? Let's start there because we had a take earlier. Um, Brett Merriman said he is not a big fan. And I think I normally like it. I do. I have my own issues at the presentation of this year's uh, tournament and this the tournament in general. But I normally can get behind it. I did say that I looked up and it was like 8.30. And as a guy who goes to bed before 10.30, it's like, oh, I just burned up my entire night. Like, what am I going to do now? I got to go watch a Love Island. Yeah, well, I was watching it yesterday with my brother-in-law. And uh, it was like 2, 2.30, somewhere in there. And they had a, a shot of Fowler showing up to the golf course yeah. in the T-shirt <laughs> and, like, you know, with his his hanging bag over his shoulder or something like that. And I look at him, I'm like, he's got two and a half hours till he tees off. And it's, it's like, mid-afternoon already. It's ridiculous. But I enjoyed it. I, I like watching uh, – I just like that it was an all-day thing, you know. And golf is, a, is the kind of sport where you don't have to, you know, in, intently watch the whole thing. You can kind of catch, you know, bits and pieces of it. So if you want to go outside and – Throw the ball around with your old man or, or work the girl for a little bit. You come back in, you still got four hours of golf left. So I enjoyed it for that reason. I thought it was a lot of fun. KJ. It reminds me of uh, Christmas Day, uh, the NBA, when they've got like five games back-to-back. You're watching the second one, and all of a sudden you're seeing LeBron show up to the stadium with, you know, his dinner in hand. Or actually, that'd be Dirk showing up with his dinner in hand. But LeBron uh, getting a fit off in the stadium tunnel. Uh, oh, wait, they don't play till 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, personally, I enjoyed it, but the only thing I could think of is anybody who said they supported it on the timeline. I was wanting to bookmark that tweet and then check back when they're like, oh my God, I just love 7 a.m. golf at the open every summer. It's just you, you know, cup of that boom and loud and mm-hmm. Yeah. F- final round of the open. Yeah, I actually kind of prefer that, especially if I'm in Montana, and especially if I walk <laughs> up the stairs at like seven to watch it, and uh, one of the guys on the trip hasn't gone to sleep yet because he's been tripping balls on LSD, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just watched. That's just watch the golf only way he'll him. consume the British Open. <laughs> I won't. I won't name names, but I was just like, okay, guess we'll watch some golf, my friend. You can tell me about your travels. Um. Wyndham uh, Clark. How the, big- the late start of the leaders is rough, but yeah, we, we've already, y'all have already talked about that. Um, how did we feel going into the final round? <clears throat> As someone who uh, picked Wyndham Clark in his snake draft, I was very, I was very for him doing what he did. Is that true? I got him in like the fourth round, but yeah, I, I, I picked Wyndham Clark. It's a great value pick. 100 to 1, I believe his odds were to begin the tournament. I thought it was higher than that. I think I saw 101. Okay, I'll double check that. I was rooting for Ricky though. Obviously, the it's well known that he's been struggling with the swing a lot. He's kind of lost his game. Found it recently. He's, he's playing much better, but it's it's good to see him playing uh, golf well again. He's one of the guys I think is pretty easy to root for. Sure. I'm a Scotty guy as well. 
Um, he's like, I think I said when we were making our picks the other day, if he's not going to win, he's going to be top three. Of course, he, he snuck his way into the top three with the last few holes there. So I, I'm, I'm happy for Wyndham Clark. His second win, his first one was a month ago. Very yeah. wild. What a run that guy's on the last month. I call him Win Dem Clark. Mm-hmm. That's good. That like sucks, that. man. <laughs> Let me try that again in Skip Bayless' voice. I call him <laughs> Win Dem Clark. Right. Who's going to host with him, man? Some are saying KJ. <laughs> Absolutely not. I won't cry on the last day either. Um, <laughs> going into the final day, all I could think of was um, maybe it was Dan Rappaport. That's the golf writer, right? I'm, I'm not intentionally butchering this. Yeah. I believe he had a tweet talking about Ricky Fowler finished up his final day, which Saturday, like an idiot, I stopped watching, I think at 17. So I missed <laughs> him really kind of shit the bed on 18, uh, setting up for a challenging Sunday. Not that, you know, it would have mattered that much given how Sunday went, but anyways, I, I flipped over, did whatever else I was going to do. I didn't want to see Kate McKinnon throwing it to SNL. That's really what it was. Um, but there was a tweet talking about how late he stayed, answering uh, media questions, like with poise and a calmness, with no vitriol, um, signing every autograph request, and given his cachet and like his uh, public persona, like he's a well-liked guy. Um and all I kept thinking was like, dude, you've got tomorrow, man. What are you doing? And they were like tipping their cap to like, man, Ricky is just such a, uh, not a great person, but they were just saying like, how cool of this, you know, as, as a professional, like this is awesome. Uh, whereas 99% of the time we would have seen not even a knock, but like the same tweets for Tiger would have been Tiger was back on the, on the practice greens. Bryson was back uh, on the driving range or working on his irons until, you know, making him turn the lights back on. Like, that's the article we see all of the time. Seeing somebody talked about, like, hey, they just might have lost themselves millions of dollars on the final hole. They answered every question and signed every autograph, and they'll be back tomorrow. <coughs> like, I thought that was pretty cool going into Sunday. And then all day Sunday, all I could think about was, like, maybe he should have <laughs> said, fuck them kids and stop signing autographs. Yeah, <laughs> that, that works for a lot of people. Um, Wyndham Clark, odds going into the U.S. Open plus eighty five hundred <clears throat> on the fan on the really? DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I was on CBS. Was that maybe going into the weekend? No, I don't know. no. interesting. I'll find it. Either well, way, either way, great, great fourth round pick. You got good value there as you did win. Um, I'm assuming he won, right? Yeah, uh, I did not win because it's a it's a total. So we pick eight golfers, mm. and then after oh, the cut eight. line, you have to pick your four. If only three make the cut, however, you're disqualified. But you pick your top four, and then it's a combined score of everyone. So, so going into Sunday, I had two narratives that I would have liked to have seen. And in first one, it was one A one B. I want Rory. One B, give me Ricky. I thought realistically Ricky did not have a chance because I thought I just, I just don't think he's got it. He's got it. The mindset. I don't, I thought he was going to get Alfred. I didn't, I didn't think he would be able to keep up with Rory who was obviously playing in the group in front of him. Um, but that's not really how it played out, but I found myself yesterday. 
in a bad mood and I was this is like why and I was having a great day and I was like I think I don't I just don't like this I don't really like what I'm watching right now and it's not even the fact that Rory can't make a birdie it's just like none of these guys are doing anything I'm disappointed in Scotty because I was at one point I was like maybe Scotty can steal this like I thought Scotty would come out and and put a nice little run together never really he happened. hit that putt in what 13 or 14 he, he made yeah he got back into where like you could see if Wyndham Clark had like a meltdown hole which he didn't do he tried to do it but he didn't and it just it was one of those things where it felt like Wyndham was giving like leaving the door open just kind of begging for Rory to to go take it and he never did that combined with the fucking plane the hum of the plane that I I it Alyssa walked in she's like what is that it was the the NBC plane that was just circling around and they didn't kill the audio and you could just hear it. It was so bad. I didn't even notice that. Step your soundbar game up. I'm I'm glad you mentioned this because I saw several a tweet about the uh, flight pattern, like people doing the uh, screenshot of the flight pattern of the plane. Yeah. I've said time and time again, I watch a lot of TV either muted or turned down significantly. <clears throat> Had no clue. No clue whatsoever. It, it, <laughs> like what the context I'm, was. I'm glad. What. I'm glad because it would have affected how you viewed it and the fact that I was just watching Rory go out there and par every hole. Yeah, the Rory angle, I really thought coming down to the last five, six holes that he was going to not necessarily go out and take the tournament because birdies were really hard to come by. But I thought the moment was going to be way too big for Wyndham Clark. Like we just said, his first win was a month ago. This is a guy who's not used to the stage like that. And God, you see the way everyone swarmed to 18 green for his last couple putts there. I mean, it was, the the pressure was obviously very intense. I thought he was going to do something to give it to Rory. Yeah, every time he got in that position where you're like, "Oh fuck, here comes here's the double," he would make a putt. And dude, he played fucking badass yesterday. Yeah, he played well. His drive on 18, notwithstanding, because that was ass. Yeah, the, the course was playing very difficult yeah. yesterday. Absolute balloon banana slice on uh 18 yeah one of the worst one of the worst drives you'll see and still made par shout out to him by the way big fairways the playboy mansion right off the 14 tee box they kept <laughs> they kept mentioning i thought that was wild i didn't know there was a golf course right next to the playboy mansion not that i've ever been there but that was interesting a little tidbit yeah let's talk about the course and the club in general because um a lot has been said about uh la country club and I thought it looked okay on TV. I didn't think it looked great on TV at all. I thought it would be a cool course to play. I thought the actual tournament itself wasn't especially fun. Put me down for someone who likes a, a manicured bunker. Do they have like okay. th th these look like, you know, you see like the old shots from the 60s of like Pebble Beach when they just they didn't they didn't manicure the bunkers at all. It was like it was everything was really rough looking. Um, and if, if you miss the green, I don't know why KJ is laughing right now. what I say? Was he going to make I'm a landing strip? I'm just being unnecessarily H. Okay. Um, don't worry about if it. If you miss the green by two feet, you sh I don't think you should be in 12 inches of rough. That was, was a little ridiculous to me. Well, they'd actually cut back a lot of the rough too. That that's, but that's a U.S. open, man. That's what people were pissed off because the course due to the Marine layer on Friday or on Thursday, I guess. Uh, played very a little bit easier than it should have, and that's why you had people going out there and shooting uh, rounds in the mid to low 60s. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, by the way, yesterday, sneaky 63. 
sneaky six. Which I believe was your your pick, right? Uh, was he my pick? I picked him in. Uh, uh, yeah, I picked him in uh, one little league I was in. Um, some stuff on L.A. Country Club because uh, Joe Pompliano. We're all big Joe Pompliano guys. Sports plus business. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some notes here in one of these uh, extended word tweets. Two hundred fifty thousand dollar initiation fee. No celebrities. No social media posts. And they use a 45-year-old tax hole tax loophole to save $80 million annually annually. They sit on 320 acres in the heart of LA. What do you think that'll get you? What do you think that's worth right now? I, I don't know how to put a, a dollar amount on that, especially considering uh the uh the neighbors surrounding you. I, I saw some shot of the mansions that's pretty sick. So two hundred fifty thousand dollar initiation in LA, they don't allow celebrities. Yeah, which I don't know what that means. Does that mean like C-list Austin local celebs can't join. Like, who? What's the threshold there? Yeah, like, like, like no exemptions due to celebrity. I'm sorry. I was going to say like no exemptions as far as like membership fees due to celebrity status. <laughs> like they still have to pay or maybe, something. I, maybe so. Yeah. Or all the celebs just go to Riviera. I don't know. Um, but I think I saw that that 320 acre piece of land which sits right between the middle of Beverly Hills, between Sunset Boulevard, Wilshire Boulevard, and Santa Monica Boulevard, reportedly worth $8 billion. Yeah, that sounds about right, I guess. Oh, right behind the uh, Beverly Hilton and uh, just east of UCLA, I'm seeing here. So yeah, I've, uh, I think I've driven past this. Yeah, so the reputation of this place is secrecy. I mean, they try to keep it a secret. Like you said, there's no, no social media posts or allowed um but if if that's your thing secrecy then why are you going to host the u.s open secrets yeah. out i feel like not only are you going to host the u.s open but your members are going to try to buy all of the tickets uh therefore limiting the amount of like regular fans that can go to it which created one of the most boring major tournament atmospheres i've ever watched that was very very wild i thought it was funny because on 18 you kind of got the sense that they let you know I think they said that they were going to let people go crowd the green uh, as the mm-hmm. leaders come up 18. But it felt like, because they heard the criticism that the fans were bad, that the fans were just not enthusiastic. And it felt like they were kind of trying to like, hey, let's go up there and let's show them. Let's go up there and get wild. Maybe maybe somebody else mashed potatoes or something. Or <laughs> Matty, B, Matty B did 9-11. I don't know. Something. Yell something. We didn't get any of that. Um. <clears throat> I can't argue with not having the uh, background screams, but just the, I don't know, the the vibe visually, aside from staring at the mansions in the background, it was not as visually appealing as several other PGA events. And again, that's a very layman, casual viewer's opinion. Um, but like y'all's details about the rough around the... Um, uh, bunkers. I do think it was notable because we almost had the story of the entire um, event come down to just that. Like, let's say that uh, uh, Wyndham had a, a couple stroke meltdown at some point. Had Rory not gotten uh, the impediment um, relief that he did get on what? 14, 12. I don't know. Somewhere early uh, after the turn, like, had that not occurred, all they would have been talking about was how that that screwed Roy. Or not screwed, but like that was his 
bad luck moment. The fix was in. Do you think the you think the uh, live fan accounts would have uh, handled that well? Probably. Not. I think nobody would have because the rest of the event would have been terrible. <laughs> like you would have been nobody would have been tuning in to watch Wyndham Clark like up by seven strokes. Like it was only interesting because Rory was there. And personally I was on the other side of things like I'm kind of good. If we don't have to watch the Rory McIlroy, like after everything he's gone through, he powered through and won this event. Like I think it's still admirable about what he did, but we don't have to endure all of that. Yeah. Um, for the record, he did, he did get that drop and then he did make bogey. Um, which I mean, he like, you're not going to get a better break than that. Like, no. Ball's fucking embedded. You're getting like a sick drop. Don't make bogey, but he did. Uh, ultimately, he was probably, I guess he parred or he birdied one, the par five, but then no more birdies throughout the day. He kind of boned himself on the par fives. Um, What's up with this putter? Back. Is that just like a consistent thing with him or like just not making big putts? That's honestly it. Like, yeah, you, you want to see him drop like a 15 footer. Or something. He he hit the stick on that extremely long one from the front of the green, and you thought maybe that would be like the moment of the tournament. But no, man, it sucked. And and I, I hate being mad at a guy that I'm rooting for just because like, but you're just like really really wanting them to do this, and when they don't do it, it's just so frustrating. Um, I didn't even have any financial interest in Rory. I just that's what I wanted to see. I'm a, I'm a Rory fan. I wasn't early on in his career, but now I am. Um, it sucks. But How much did Sam Bennett cost you? Sam Bennett, Texas A&M. <laughs> shave the goatee. Mid-tournament? Mid-tournament shave went like out. Friday, right? Went out, promptly ejected from the tournament. Um, <laughs> he needed to shave that thing because it was truly terrible, but he looks less Texas A&M-y now, which I don't appreciate. He has to. He should have waited. You wait till Sunday. Um as our, our good friend Tron from No Lang Up pointed out, the guy looks exactly like Dabo Sweeney. Like, exactly. Oh, wow. It's, it's kind of scary, actually. And that's not somebody I want to think about. And he's already, he's already got the knock as a slow player. Like, he's extremely painful to watch, very tedious, a big uh, re-gripper and kind of, you know, waggle type. Sam Bennett, I like what you're doing. I like what you're all about. Uh, you got to keep that goatee and rocket, man. If that's you, if you want to take it back to like the uh, early 2000s Houston Astros bullpen and have a bad goatee, then fucking do it, dude. Keep it. Don't let people bully you out of it. It was so bad. It was shit. It was so, so bad. But like I said, he looked like <laughs> perfect Texas A&M new grad or student. Uh, he also looks like T-Man. Okay. <laughs> Just shit on the guy's looks. Let's say he looks I like said, T-Man. I goatee, <laughs> not on his looks. <laughs> Those are two very different things. <laughs> T-Man's never, T-Man never had that aggressive of a goatee. I'm not talking about his facial hair. I'm just talking about the way he, he looks. He looks like T-Man. You said Dabo, I say T-Man. Okay. Randy, if some point in this pod, can you pull up a photo? Can you just search Twitter and type in Dabo and Sam Bennett and see what comes up? You don't have to do it right now, but just surprise us. I just, I want you guys to see the side-by-side because -side okay. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty uncanny. Um, parting thoughts for the U.S. Open. Overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Hey, uh, thumbs up. Glad to see fun. Ricky uh, in his revival. Thought it was so a fun thumbs up board. there, even if he faded. We've got a, a, new, a new guy on the scene with a, a huge dub. Happy for him. Seems like a solid enough guy. And uh, we got Playboy Bunnies nearby. 
What is what is Playboy now? I don't know. And it's online publication, but remember they they took nudity away and then they brought it back because no one cared anymore about them. Yeah, that was a good move to bring it back. I do. I yeah, I also remember when they very 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 um, uh, strictly enforced uh, copyright. Uh, intellectual property laws uh, on people who use their photos. We don't have to get into that, but that is a thing. Cost so. a certain online publication tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Not good. Who Before my time. Who owns that house now? Um, just Twinkie like- Magnet, right? Or Hostess? It was like a Cupcake Air or some shit like that who bought it. Cupcake Air. I, watched I the- believe it was the Air to Hostess, but I'm I'm a little bit off, okay. I'm sure. Do you remember the, uh, the two blondes that lived with them. Oh yeah, and they had the reality show. Oh yeah, uh, one of them. One of them was on a um, a ghost hunter show that I watched called Ghost Adventures, and was, uh, that's really all I have to say. Was it Holly Madison or the other? It was one? Holly Madison. Okay, I thought who I always thought was the hottest one. Yeah, same. Oh man, I was a Holly guy. Mm-hmm. What about you, KJ? Two things, real quick. First, uh, Darren Metropolis, hundred hundred million dollars in twenty sixteen. Private equity firm, blah, 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 co-owns Hostess brand, maker of Twinkies. Look at you. So, correct there. Oh, cool, man. Second, back Shock. to uh, the two hots from the Playboy Mansion. Shocker that KJ uh, knows an interesting fact about a horny adjacent topic. That's a great point. Well, this time, that horny adjacent topic, not me. However, uh, the other blonde is what? Uh, Kendra? Is that correct? Yes. Hen- Hank Bassick's, not Bassick, Baskin. Bassett, Baskin's. What is it? Basket. Hank basket. Basket. Wide receiver from the Eagles, formerly collegiate player at the University of New Mexico, where I uh, took an official visit to, and I'm going to blame the altitude, but, uh, you know, potentially factual or unfactual, may have found myself throwing up into a, uh, like, Walmart plastic bag in the garage of Mr. Basket's uh, home um, and had to kind of sneak out the side of the building uh, later on that night to... Uh, did not accept that offer. Was way too hungover the next day. But uh, yeah, little did I know, I might have uh, thrown up on like something that later could have belonged to like Kendra from Playboy. Whatever. All facts. Okay. And then Pretty he cool. would be found in bed by her with the transgender oh, person, and right. they get a divorce. What? That's right. Gosh, <laughs> what a weird. Okay. Okay. Well, we gotta talk. I gotta look this up afterwards. This is all news to me. KJ just brought up the picture of Dabo and Sam Bennett, and yeah, they do look a lot alike. Dude, that's bizarre. Since okay, Shane, I hadn't even seen this one. Maybe that's why he has the goatee, just so people stop making the comparison all the time. Oh my god, just grow it's a like stash. if Dabo dipped his like chin in ice cream at a froyo place and then in sprinkles. Like that's what his goatee used to look like. He's got a. He's kind of got Sam's got Marine Corps drill sergeant face. Like yeah. chin, like so where yeah. he looks like he would really light you up in a lineup. Like this dude would get after it. Like if you uh, get in your ass. Yeah. If your fucking test scores were bad. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he looks he like the human fighting Aggie. <laughs> uh, he really does. That's, that's bizarre. If your shirt wasn't tucked in perfectly. <laughs> yeah. You show, you showed up. He to, drinks a uh, lot of milk. House clean up a little late. <laughs> Fucked your pledge brothers. Literally, not literally. Find a way. Find a way, figure it oh, out. That guy's pro farmhouse for sure. Guys, I gotta talk about our friends at Academy, specifically Row by Academy Sports and Outdoors. 
We've been wearing this. We've been wearing this for weeks. We love it for getting in the zone or just out for the day. Row is a collection of on-trend closet staples made for whatever you're up for, Dylan. It won't weigh you down with loud neons, oversized logos, or impractical fabrics. Row includes a classic color palette and inclusive tailored fits that always are on trend and versatile enough for errands, dinner, or a low-key evening. The collection features shorts, pants, joggers, polos, t-shirts, and long sleeves in a different mix and match colorways with sizes ranging from small to double XL. I like the sweat wicking fabrics. Be ready for anything, anywhere. I can't stop working out on these things. You like the hidden pockets? I love the hidden pockets. I love the neutral tones. I love the moisture wicking. I love that the shirt is not nipply. That's it's a the, huge that's a huge plus. It's the moisture wicking tech material that's not nipply. That's huge for guys like us, Dave. Tonal palette, mix and match and create a look or pair it with your favorite pieces. Moving throughout your day doesn't require a wardrobe change. Each row item is made with soft materials and comfort first fits designed to make you look good and feel good throughout the day. If you're looking for reliable staples at an accessible price point, then shop row sold exclusively at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Visit academy.com slash row or just go to a location near you to shop today. Also, check out the shoes. Those tennis shoes are heat. Been wearing them a lot lately. Hey, um, let's do a little inside baseball real quick. Uh, Going to pull back the curtain. Whoever deleted a big chunk of the rundown or something right whoa, in the middle whoa, of whoa. KJ. What? Dude, no, completely no, no, threw no, me no, off. No, no, I was no, pitching no. a perfect game. What'd you do, KJ? The, I understand that it moved your read up. I, I respect that. But B Bell gave me a stroke. You jumped over uh, the segment we were about to hit. So I was like, all right, let me move it under the read. That's where we're going. And even then, we were supposed to hit basketball next. Well, uh, we had to do the read. We had to do a read, KJ. <laughs> oh, you had a read. I, I had a read. So are we doing basketball or baseball? We're doing basketball. I was saying inside baseball, okay. using it to like apply like we're doing behind the scenes here. I don't know. Okay. It yeah, obviously yeah. landed. We'll, give you, we'll give you that. Hey. We'll give you that. We finally got the jaw deets. 25 games. <laughs> Underwhelming? Not, not that I was rooting for him to be suspended longer, but I was expecting longer. So a lot of talk about it, and it, I don't think it actually is underwhelming because 25 games obviously severely handicaps the, the Grizzlies season. I mean, that's a lot of games to not play with your best player. Uh, costing him what, like 6 to $7 million dollars? missing those games in like game checks up to 10 up to 10 and then also he will not be eligible to play the uh, threshold amount of games to make an all nba team which costs him a lot of money and money on future contracts so this this is a big deal financially hefty, hefty. okay hefty what was the deal i saw the the pistol he proved that it wasn't actually a real gun is that is that smoke screen what's going on with that it was like an actual like a lighter not a gun I don't know. Um, I wasn't even aware of that. Like, I feel like people were like, oh, yeah, this happened too. I'm like, did we completely gloss over him, like, mocking the entire deal with a a pistol lighter? Which, by the way, those were very cool as a kid. If you had one of those, you were uh, pretty dope. You could light your uh, black and mild with a just pistol sig. You were fucking on top of the world. Don't pull that out in public <laughs> um, if it looks, like, very much like it's not – a lighter and it looks like a real gun because that could go very badly for a lot of people be careful did you guys think we we're going to get some some a lot more from adam silver from the nba like because the way they talked about it they're like dude you guys just wait we got 
a lot more information. Never really got it. And now there, there's stuff getting released by, um, I think I saw something on ESPN where there's a thought that from Jaws camp that he's being unfairly targeted. Jaw retweeted the tweet, quote tweeted the tweet with a, uh, a giant cap gif. Of course, cap, a term used for lying. Mm-hmm. That's what the kids not, are saying. Not referring to his team being handicapped without him. Right, or, um, uh, or popping a cap. <laughs> It's a dated, dated I think, reference. <laughs> I think of note, uh, Nike is sticking with Ja. So, you know, as far as bags being lost, like he's not losing his sponsorships, and that's huge. Kyrie did. Um, Just saying. Posted a link to a video. The deal was not renewed. They did not negotiate a new deal. Uh, <laughs> they let the terms of the current deal expire. Uh, yeah. Anyways, with Ja, I think it's, you know... Uh, the the setup is worse than anything that uh, we've seen from a suspension point standpoint. Like, had that second video dropped and immediately John Morant suspended for 25 games, they would have talked about it for like half a day during the finals and moved the hell on. I think you're absolutely right. That's it's insane that they waited. Like, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really matter one way or the other. But the way they were talking is like, dude, this is gonna be they're gonna take all the spotlight away from the NBA finals. And we can't have that 25 games. Like people would have been, they would have talked about it in a segment on, on PTI. They would have talked about it on the, uh, pregame show briefly, but it would not have been that big of a distraction. He's going into his fifth year. Uh, I, I pulled the basketball reference for him the other day. He's averaged about 20, like 17 to 25 games missed per year. Anyway, largely due to injury. There's nothing saying he would play every single one of the games he's back for, but from a team competitive standpoint, like this might not be that much different than their prior years without him. Now they'll be missing Dylan Brooks missing, doing a lot of work there, but you know, they'll, they'll still end up seven or eight in the West at worst. Sure. I think you're right. Um, other news in the NBA, Bradley Beal to the Suns. What's next for CP3 in 2023? <laughs> we'll find out soon. Rumor Hopefully is retirement. Uh, no, they're, they're, they said they want to do right by CP3, and they want the third team involved who will take CP3 to be a contender. Rumor is the Clippers, and I hope we – what's going to happen is this thing's going to get done an hour after we record, and we're going to miss it and not talk about it until next Monday. That's how this always works for this show. <laughs> um <laughs> But Bradley Bill to the Suns, I saw some stat. Um, that core of Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, and Kevin Durant have played a total of like just a very, very low number of games due to injury over the last few years. So, I mean, if it works, it'll – I don't know. Everybody's kind of getting uh, Brooklyn vibes, net vibes, um, just okay. because of how that went down. Bradley Bill, I'm not, I'm not saying he's uh, a comparable player to Kyrie um, on or off the court, but – I don't know. I just don't know what to make of this. Phoenix feels like uh, that, that owner got in there and he's just absolutely forcing deals. You've got uh, DeAndre Ayton as a part of this picture too. And that's probably the X factor relative to like Brooklyn. Whatever they are, it, it ain't built for long. It ain't built to last. Uh, I have no idea who they're going to put out at, you know, it's a positionless game, but whoever would play the four or the traditional role of a four, maybe it's KD, but like the third, whoever their fifth person is, it's not Aiton, KD, Booker, or uh, Bradley Beal. Um, 
real quick. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul's 38 years old <laughs> and uh, he's due 30 million this year, 30 million next year. Um, as far as his base salary and his guaranteed money. Yeah. That's just a tough contract that somebody's going to have to eat. You got to hope that he wants to be wherever that is. The funniest thing about this entire story is any headline that says Bradley Beal trade kicks off the wizards rebuild rebuild. Like the fuck was the last two or three years for the wizards. Like ever since John wall was out of there, like you're telling me Chris Stapps and Beal were like, they thought that was going somewhere. Like, come on. Um, this is the number. These are the numbers that were wild. Uh, Dylan, get your calculator out. <laughs> the Suns cap after the Beal trade. Kevin Durant, forty-seven point six million. Brad Bradley Beal, forty-six point seven million. Devin Booker, thirty-six million. DeAndre Ayton, thirty-two point five million. So that's a total of one hundred seventy-one point two million. Um, salary cap is one hundred thirty-four. The luxury threshold is 162 million. And then there's the second tier, second apron, as it's called, 179.5 million. And they still have nine roster spots to fill. And they're <laughs> that far over the tax uh, threshold, which is pretty insane. Obviously, they're going to move some people around. I don't know. Aiden will probably, I, people want him in Dallas. That's the rumor. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would ever trade with us for the 10th pick, but um, you never know. But, uh, yeah, it's just a it's it's funny. I, I I'm glad teams like this exist in the NBA and sports because it it's fun. It's fun content, and you kind of get to watch it. Either works really well, or it's a complete shit show, and that's all we talk about. Um, but I'm glad it's not my team yet. Yet, my owner my owner doesn't do stuff like this. My owner just tweets at Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys saw that. We don't have to go down that road, but fun stuff. Draft tomorrow uh, night, I, or this week, I, I guess. I yeah, draft uh, Thursday night. I thought it was Tuesday for some reason, but yeah, Thursday night's draft. Obviously, Dylan's Spurs are getting Wimby. Um, after that, who knows? There is a lot of potential with the Mavs at the 10th pick to be getting Grady Dick. I know this show will love it, uh, and particularly at least this host just because he is arguably the best shooter in the draft and the Mavs could use a you know, spot shooter to, uh, you know, alleviate some of the uh, clogged lanes that Luca gets. Believe proud sports content, right? I'm so proud. Are you proud of what you do here? I hope that I have months, months, months to talk about Grady Dick before the season starts. Just just all um, – you just wanted to do a Grady, a Grady Dick joke series. Clogged that's lanes. why I begged y'all to do NBA draft talk. I, that's the only thing I cared about. <laughs> um, oh, man, I got to update the run it back I mean, segment. Grady Dick is a is in play at 10, I think. Um, <laughs> he I would definitely like, is. Um, I don't really have a, a joke for this name, but Anthony Black the uh, from Duncanville High School, Arkansas. Oh, I didn't know he's from Duncanville. Yeah, he played Duncanville. That's tremendous. Then he's the he's the kid who got them uh, in all the trouble because he transferred in. That was him, and then he played at Arkansas. Great player, good defender. Would love that. Don't think he's there at ten. Uh, rumor is the UCF people like the UCF center, although uh, Danny Regs, Dan Register, not that high on him. But who knows? Taco Fall, not Taco Fall. What's he mm. up to? Just he had a playing. baby recently. Okay. 
<laughs> Put that on the road. You know, Taco Fall had a baby. Why do you know that? Because <laughs> I remember seeing the picture story. of him and his child and his baby's mother, presumably his wife. Like those photos will always make me laugh. Anytime you see like Shaq with a date or a wife, it's just like wow. Here's the paywall. Noted big. Anyways, man. is this somehow horny? Probably. It is KJ. <laughs> um, what do you got, KJ? Give us some fun facts from the ringer. Quick little dip report here, which just means I read most of an article uh, related to the NBA draft. Uh, with the Mavs picking at 10, it's unlikely to affect them, but there is a pretty good narrative regarding the eighth pick overall uh, in the NBA draft. As uh, historically, over the last 29 years, the eighth pick in the NBA draft has failed to, set, to net a single all-star. Multiple franchise players have been taken at nine, notably Dirk, Tracy McGrady, Amari Stoudemire, DeMar Rosen, Paul Pierce and Paul George at 10, Clay Thompson at 11, Kobe at 13, Devin Booker at 13, on and on and on. Giannis at 15, Steve Nash and Kawhi Leonard also at 15. They've had multiple uh, all-stars taken 35th overall, two in the second round at 47th, even one late in the 60th uh, overall was Isaiah Thomas, notable uh, Celtic slash Cavalier trade piece for the Kyrie trade, I believe. Uh, Denver Nugget as well. Every other slot in the top 32 has yielded at least one all-star, except for number eight, number 23, and number 26. Like every other one in the top 32, uh, except for those numbers. So... I don't know why that is. It's just, you know, thems be the numbers. The Knicks uh, have the longest streak of just being absolutely terrible. Uh, but when Thursday night rolls around and the eighth pick comes up, uh, it'd be wonderful for me to be equipped with uh, knowing the team that's currently slotted at eight. But uh, I can guarantee you, based on history, it doesn't sound like that will be an all-star selection. That's pretty wild. It is very interesting. Ooh, eight, KJ. Oh, no. The Washington Wizards. Oh, there you go. There I you think go. that was tied back to why Perf this whole story came up in the first place. Perfect for their rebuild. That has definitely <laughs> not been going on for many years, apparently. Um, um, real quick on the, on the order in general, like as competitive and entertaining as the NBA playoffs are, where you'll end up watching some random team. Nuggets aren't a random team, but like you'll buy into a team like the Nuggets that you otherwise would not care about. I don't know what it is about the lottery or just the inner in or general disinterest in the NBA draft, but reading through the top eight picks, Spurs, Hornets, Trailblazers, or I should just say Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, Magic, and the Pacers, like, I don't know if it's me not knowing the prospects or me not giving a shit about most of those franchises, but like, I don't, I'd like something about them. It's like, eh, I don't care who these teams get, you know, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I get that. Uh, for me, it's just saying it, you know, we know what San Antonio is going to do and it's just, okay. I keep an eye on them. I keep an eye on Houston as they're the other two Texas teams. So that's pretty much all I care about unless there's some, I don't know, like a dunk, a kid from played at Duncanville in the draft. I'm Facts. curious where he goes. I'm looking for storylines, but I will watch because the Mavs do have the tenth pick. Whether they keep that or not, we'll see. But um, I don't have high hopes. I really don't. So, shout out Wimby. Shout out Wimby. Hey, uh, can I get a uh, 
Can I get some sort of notification, like maybe like an alarm, if we were to have like a new sponsor? Ooh, <clears throat> we have a new sponsor, new sponsor alert. Folks, shout out to Gooder, the sunglasses company that we are rocking with now. I'm digging them. I recently copped the uh, Operation Blackouts and the Clubhouse Closeouts, and I've got to say, wife loves them. The kid I, loves them. I debuted my new Gooder sunglasses on the Grom, actually. I'm not going to plug my, my handle, but um, if you follow me on the Grom, you noticed that I had them on over the weekend when I dropped my son off at, uh, for camp. Um, I, I simply love them. Absolute heat. KJ, 100% polarized and only $25. How about that? $25, lightweight, and we all love how comfortable they are to wear all day. And because they're so affordable, I don't have to worry about losing or breaking them. That's a thing. I've been known to lose and break sunglasses. Sometimes I'll break them and then I lose them. It's a weird thing. If, if I have uh, two, two pairs of sunglasses sitting next to each other, one of, one of them is a pair that I probably paid like overpaid for. Mm -hmm. The other pair is, I don't know, some affordable gooders. I'm reaching for those every time. I like don't wear my ex like expensive overpriced ones. I'm too afraid I'm going to jack them up or lose them or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Can relate to that. Can wear them uh, while you're running, do some exercising, maybe your errands. Hey, maybe just watching a sunset, KJ. Maybe going out and just checking out the wildfire smoke that's infiltrating your town. Just throw them on. It's absolutely a key part of my fit right now because to uh, cover up the red eyes I was talking about earlier – Sunglasses are a part of my daily uh, routine without question. I'm able to now mix them up a little bit, keep a pair in the car, keep a pair at home. I don't have any risk of uh, ever being left without a pair of sunglasses because gutters are so easy to acquire. Sneaky got to have an emergency pair in like the console of your vehicle just in case. Just in case you forget them and then you got to drive. You know, it, the sun's setting in, in Austin, Texas, man. It can be tough to drive through. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to support the show and pick up a pair, gutter is giving Too Much Dip listeners free shipping on your first order. You can go to gooder.com slash dip. That's G-O-O-D-R.com slash dip and use code dip to get free shipping. Uh, Gooder offers a 30-back money-day guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash dip and use code dip to get free shipping. That's G-O-O-D-R.com slash dip. You know we're talking baseball, y'all. We got to do it to them. We got to gas up the AL West. Talk to me about the AL West, Dave. Um, This is going to be a really, really fun back half of the season. It's already fun now, but uh, Rangers were kind of struggling. Had the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim come in town. I don't know why I said that so weird. And uh, take three of four. We now have a three-way race. Okay. Rangers in first place. Behind them, just four and a half games back, the aforementioned Angels. Behind them, five and a half games back. So a game back of the Angels, your Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. So we got – and I, I said before, I have no expectations. I don't think the Rangers are going to win the division. I'm happy if they make a wild card. I'm, I'm actually – I'd be happy if they just competed. That was me going into the season. Now I would be really, really bummed if they did not make the playoffs and they have like a 74% chance of making the playoffs in some capacity. But uh, with the Angels in town last week, got to uh, got to watch Otani 
who for the most part is relegated to highlights and Twitter videos, which there are many. And uh, Dylan, I'm going to give you the floor to talk a little Otani because I feel like we don't talk about him enough. Yeah, Otani, I think he hit like three identical home runs against the Rangers, like 450 feet to center, like left, left, or center, left, center field. Deep part of the ballpark for Unbelievable. sure. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so Shohei Otani, if you're not paying attention, you, you probably should start. He's having an incredible season. I was watching a game, I think it was last night, and the broadcast mentioned that he's leading the Angels in every offensive statistical category. I saw a tweet that <laughs> outlined all of those, and I, I thought it, it was a joke. I have it pulled up. Shohei Otani is leading the Angels in these categories offensively. Batting average. Uh, and this was two days ago, so if things, if things changed yesterday, I don't think they did. Sure. Don't hold me accountable for it. Um, batting average, home runs, and this was at, this says 23. He had another one last night, so I know he has 24 now. RBIs, stolen bases, runs, on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, and total hits. Mm. And oh, by the way, he also is a starting pitcher. He leads the pitching staff in these categories. ERA, wins, strikeouts, whip, which is walks, hits per innings pitched, batting average against, and innings pitched. Who, uh, who leads the team in Nene? That's a whip. That's a whip joke, folks. That's good. They, I, li I like that joke. Um, the guy is. Wait a minute, hold on. I think the people want some more. Are they? Oh, they, uh, are yeah. they just now getting it? I think maybe. Yeah, they're they're just now like understanding what went down there. There you go. That's funny right there. That's good, Dave. Thanks, guys. We'll be at the uh, Houston Laugh Factory next weekend. <laughs> so he is set to become a free agent at the end of this year. And so a lot of talk about how much he's going to be worth. How do you put a value on a guy that's like worth? multiple hundred millions of dollars as a hitter and as a pitcher. I don't know. Do you add the two up together and that's the number? It's like save. I mean, theoretically, you save a roster spot when this guy's on your team because he plays the field and he's also a starting pitcher. I found an article here by a publication called Sports Skeeta. I don't know what that means. That was my nickname in high school. Mm, that's good. Um, according to this website, Otani, who is 28 years old, projected um, if he were only a pitcher, his projected contract would be 10 years, $230 million. Mm. Pretty good money. After taxes, though, not that much. If he was just a hitter, his projected contract would be eight years, $333 million. So if you were to add those two together, that's, you know, we'll call it nine years, $563 million, or 10 years, $563 million. I don't know if the contract is actually going to work out that way. Because how do you pay one guy over $50 million a year? Maybe you do. I don't freaking know. If there's a guy you'd pay, it's, it's him. He's unbelievable. He's the, uh, he's the MVP, right? You, you got to think. Uh, he's all, he also leads uh, Major League Baseball in home runs right now. Not just, you know, his team. But um, the guy's unbelievable. I, I don't, we've never seen a guy like him, right? Right. Right. No. I mean, like there's there's no comp. He doesn't he doesn't get cheated on his home runs either. They're all like moonshots. It's the guy's exit, a freak. Exit velo uh, extremely high. Yeah. Uh 
I, I know there I'm was glad some talk. You brought that up. Oh, you got some. You got some exit velo stats. I do, and I was trying to send the uh, <clears throat> headline that I was reading because I couldn't understand what it meant. Otani hits hardest oppo taco by a lefty hitter. Doing too much in that headline, Manny. Um, but the article from MLB.com, uh, basically, if you want to get the specific exit velo stats, blah, blah, blah. Wednesday night last week, 453-foot home run to left center during the ninth inning uh, and the Rangers lost, but exit velocity of that home run was 116 miles an hour, making it the hardest hit home run to the opposite field by a left hand hitter that StatCast has tracked since ever in their existence in 2015. So 116 miles off the bat for an opposite home run, which fact check me here, Dylan, as an idiot, that would mean at the point of contact, an opposite home run, like that's late in his swing. Theoretically, when a person's power should be decreasing, like your past to go opposite field, it's it's earlier in your swing, which means you have oh, less, less you have less time to get the bat moving. Yeah, but so it for, is more uh, it is okay, much okay, more okay. impressive. You're right, you're it's, right. it's harder it's harder okay. to hit the ball hard opposite field than it is pulling it. Got it, got it. Pulling it back towards. I'm thinking from a right-hander perspective and the direction it went. From a lefty, that's what's critical. So, yeah, it would be early in a swing. Exit below is one of those things that was never, ever discussed for me growing up. Like, there wasn't a thing that people ever knew. That's like last five years, I yeah, think. But, people. but, yeah, if, if you're if you're north of 110, like, that, you're <clears> – <throat> That that's up there. It started so. kind of as a bit where I would I was like I would talk about it, but now I, I do find it very very interesting. It is interesting. That kid. It seems a lot more reliable than like them telling me that Sammy Sosa's home run would have went the equivalent of 516 feet, and it like clearly just hit off the back wall there. And they're like, nope, that would have gone 516 like in 2003. And I'm like, okay, like you're just making shit up. And I believe it a little, but. I believe things like them actually being able to measure the velocity off the bat and explaining that those physics to me more than just throwing a number up there. Juice the baseballs back then too. More on that on a, a future touching base. You should do that. Well, the the balls were absolutely juiced rec in recent years. I think they've two years ago, right? Back. It was it, it was pretty recent. I don't know how many years. Yeah, ago. I feel like it was uh, maybe our first year of. Uh, of the show because either that or the year before and it was boring as shit. People were complaining about it. They're like, wait, no, go back. It was much more fun when Gallo well, was able to hit bombs. <laughs> there were some really cheap home runs though, that it was obvious that something needed to be done about it. I mean, guys were like out, you know, off, off their front foot, just putting the bat out there and hitting balls. that looked like they were pop outs and they were the Beltre. They're carrying <laughs> over the fence. And it was really stupid. So something needed to be done. Good stuff. Looking forward um, to it. Real quick on uh, AOS rankings. I love everything you laid out there. None of it brings to light. Um, too much dips preferred team in the AOS, aside from our fandoms, is that uh, the home of Brent Rooker. While the A's are not doing well in the standings or by many metrics, Brent Rooker's having a hell of a season, and their fans are doing even more and the most, if you will, uh, pushing against the stadium relocation to Vegas, which I don't care what the future looks like, but if it has Brent Rooker on the team, I will always keep an eye on them. Um, well, I have to give Brent Rooker at Brent underscore Rooker 12 uh, his props because 
He is um, absolutely clapping back on Twitter. I don't know if you've peeped his quote tweets, but um, he's going in. He's not holding back. I love it. He said, oh, yeah. He apologized. He said, sorry, everyone. We're off today, and I don't have a tea time. Too much time on my hands. Shout out to Brent. Good dude. Friend of the show. He's making strong points. He's making a great point. Time to party. This is the part of this podcast where we talk sports and party at the same time. KJ, tell us about this DUI that's non-Huggins related. Good point. We didn't even have that on the list. But yeah, a couple notable Deweys in the sports universe. The first, uh, I was in Milwaukee this weekend uh, on my trek back to Madison. And I was like, crap, am I going to hit baseball traffic? Uh, I did. And that was because my Pittsburgh Pirates, I should have known, were in town. Um I get home only to realize there was another headline about the pirates in town. That was that, uh, after their road trip from Chicago, uh, the driver of the team bus was pulled over for a DUI between Chicago and Milwaukee, (laughs) which is not laughable. There's nothing funny about a DUI, but I feel like the potential here could have been like Matthew McConaughey is playing your head coach in a movie 20 years from now, if things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. But because he was pulled over and everybody was thankfully safe, it's just like, Oh, Hey, that crazy driver, which how is this not like notice spotted? There's gotta be more to the story rather than you just had one drunk driver the bus driver and none of these other highly fine-tuned athletes, managers, staff, whoever else was on the bus. Maybe it was a vacant bus. I, I didn't catch that, but that's not what I was led to believe that I thought there were players on the bus. Like nobody else realized like, Hey, what the fuck's going on with this guy? Uh, we've got $300 million of salary back here. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty scary. It's like when you find out like a, like there's a pilot who just shows up shit faced and just flies and you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, Bob Huggins just looking, uh, doing a, a Twitter search to see what the latest is. Very well uh, loved by his uh, old players. It turns out, good dude. Um, other than the um, recent slip ups, if you believe what Twitter says. Okay. One of them being a a massive DUI. Like, there's I don't know if uh, the state that he was in offered a super DUI. Because, you know, that is a thing if you're, like, crazy loco yeah. over the uh, right. limit. But he was very, very much over the limit. Like, it wasn't, like, a, point a two marginal. One. Yeah. And, and to, for Huggy Bear to get to a point two one, I mentioned this over the weekend, That you got to drink a lot. Yeah, this wasn't like a, hey, man, if you just chug some water before the cop gets yeah. to the car, you'll be fine. No, he would have needed, like, a full-on fucking blood transplant. <laughs> Still a, a point one short of uh, Vodka Sam's uh, record back in. 2014. Hope she's doing okay. Or 2013. You know, okay. You know, uh, you and I have a friend who keeps a banana in his console at all times because he, <laughs> uh, he thinks that bananas completely sober him up if he if he just houses one. So in the event that he, and this is I shouldn't even be saying this because it's terrible. He, but in the event that he gets pulled over, he just houses a banana and he's like, oh, I'm completely sober now. I don't I don't know how to tell him that this is really bad protocol there. I'll tell you who it is. I just have the image of somebody getting like the cop approaching the window. And this person's got like three quarters of a banana 
eaten and they're just holding the banana with the peel also bitten. Like they didn't have time to peel it. They're just fucking gnawing into the peel <laughs> and the banana's just smushed everywhere. Like the fuck's going on here? There's like that secondary <laughs> inner part that's like hanging from their lip. You know what I'm talking about? It's like not part of the yellow peel, but the like the, the fibery part. You just ate a banana, but you're also completely sober. I'm not sure what's going on here. Just fucking housing banana. Yeah, just a potassium bump, man. Yeah. Brings you back. Okay. We don't this is not uh legal advice. No, absolutely not. Don't do that. But bananas are nature's Snickers bar. So have fun, kids. You're gonna run it back? Let's run it back. Segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. KJ featured heavily in this one, actually. KJ no shockingly makes lunch sound horny. Catch the squad at ooh-wee, wings and catfish. No, 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 read it right. Catch the squad at ooh-wee, wings and catfish. Wangs. Thank you. That's what I said, wangs. Yeah, you got to really put a little twang on it. It's fine. Yeah, sorry. Dave thinks he's too famous to join LA Country Club. I asked the question. KJ shockingly knows uh, who now owns the Playboy Mansion. Again, horny adjacent is the play there. KJ blew chunks with Hank Bas Basket. KJ, of course, wants to talk about the NBA draft so he can mention Casey Dick. Grady Dick. Sorry, Grady Dick. Former uh, Arkansas Casey's, quarterback Casey Dick. Casey's his brother. Taco Fall. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Not all of Otani's home runs look the same. Thank you, whoever added that. And finally, <laughs> KJ thinks DUIs are funny. Way to go. Real cool. So not accurate. That Any other joke series you want to? You know, fellas, when you love what you do, everything, you know, just uh, everything happens. I, that what? reminds me. I have another Put friend. Put that on a pillow. That doesn't mean anything. I have another friend who keeps a, <laughs> I don't know if he actually does. He says he does. He keeps a full beer can in his console. And so if he were to get pulled over when he's drinking, he thinks that a loophole in the system is that if you get out, before the cop gets up to you, you get out, you open the beer, and you chug it. You turn your car off, get out, and chug it. The, the cop can't then prove when you got drunk. Mm. Therefore, you can't he can't prove drinking and driving. Mm. And and I just don't think it works that way. I'll sure, add just you know Texas, hypothetically well. for entertainment purposes only. Make sure you take your keys out of the car if you ever try that. Yeah. Don't leave them in the ignition. Yeah, the old Sam Marcus story that actually happened. They gave a kid a DUI. He was sleeping in the back seat of his car, mm -hmm. and the and the keys were still in it. But he was in the back seat in a parking lot, in a spot, and they gave him a fucking DUI. That's bullshit. Which is bullshit. Anyway, I guess I'll get off my soapbox. Let's get out of here. Bye bye. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. When my team wins a big game, it's good, but when my team doesn't...